Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Seth Goldhammer, VP of Marketing at Spiderbat. Seth, it's great to have you on the show. I really appreciate being here. Thank, thank you very much, Jeremy. So Spiderbat's a really cool and mysterious name for a company. Tell us about the company. Yeah, so Spiderbat really formed around the this intriguing challenge that security analysts run into during a, an investigation. I'm sure most people have heard about ransomware, you know, all of the, the stolen data. You know, there, unfortunately, there's kind of a new breach in the news. You know, it seems daily. What happens is in the security operations, security analysts, they're getting alerts from a multitude of security devices. And watching security analysts work, you know, there, there's this point where they get a detection and then there's the, res- the full response, meaning they understand the threat, they know how to resolve it, they know how to mitigate it. In between detection and response is this just gap. And that gap is right now, it's solved by just arduous, manual, heroic effort. <laughs> and mm-hmm. these poor analysts, are, are they're digging into logs, trying to understand exactly what happened. And it's just a very challenging you know, time for that organization. And it's one of the reasons why breaches occur is because there's so many alerts. There's, you know, so you're relying on priority to understand which alerts should I look at. And then when you're investigating these alerts, you're hoping that you see the right evidence to understand what happened. And so SpiderBat was formed to solve that problem. How, you know, instead of hoping you looked at the right alert and hoping you saw the right evidence, let's just provide the picture to the analyst that gives them exactly the information they need to make the determination. Either nothing happened, this is a false positive, or this is a real threat, and here's all of the activity the scope of that activity that I need to know about so I can truly feel like I've mitigated this threat. Okay. And, you know, I think it's appropriate. We're talking about stealing data. And on the poster right behind you, you have Ricky Henderson, the stolen base king. <laughs> Absolutely. There it is. Yeah, I, I grew up in the Bay Area, huge A's fan, and, and there, there's no one who epitomizes the A's in that era than, than Ricky. You're absolutely yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. So, so who's the main audience you're trying to connect with? So for us, it's, it's really about getting in front of the, the security analyst. The security analyst is that person who really holds the paint, you know, that, that they understand the effort that they're going through to get through alerts and to investigate these alerts. You know, there's, there's a whole body of supporting people around that security analyst. You know, there's the SOC manager, there's a CISO, uh, and then there's people who own the applications or the infrastructure or the cloud platforms that these applications are running on. But the security analyst is the one who ultimately, at the end of the day, they're the ones who are digging through logs and and have this real manual effort they're trying to get through. And that anxiety of, did I get through everything? Did, did I really understand this threat where I feel I've mitigated it? Uh, and to give you a quick example, there are products out there where I can see some malware and I can remove that malware off of the device. But did I really get to the the root of the issue? How did that malware mm. actually get on that system? And so understanding this longer tail, which might be weeks, months before the malware was discovered, that's that's the anxiety that we're looking to remove for, for that analyst. Okay, so the burden falls on their shoulders to figure out what the hell's going on when there might be a breach, it might be a false alarm, all that. And so, and they're the ones who are going to go to the money people and say, hey, 
we need to invest here to protect our data. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Because you know, at, at a at a management level, the sometimes that pain can get lost where you can tune down alerts to a capacity level that analysts can triage. With that decision, though, you've decided to trade off visibility. So I, I now have a, a number of alerts that are coming into that security operations that fit to the capacity of the number of analysts I have. But I'm now not seeing alerts that perhaps I would have should I, if, if I had left everything sort of enabled. And that trade-off now might mean I'm seeing security threats much later in its progression, maybe even after the data exfiltration. And in fact, a bit of a funny statistic in one of the trade reports that one of the security firms puts out annually, they saw this last year that the time it takes to detect a threat actually went down this last year compared to mm. previous years, which sounds like great news. Except when you looked at it, it was because because of ransomware, we're being told by the attacker that we're being attacked. So detection went down only because the attacker's telling us that they're there. That's not a good statistic at the end. Of the <laughs> it looks good on paper, but it's actually not good. Right. That's right. And so at a management level, they can sometimes not really see that pain point of how many alerts are we really being able to get through and how much data are we really able to look at in the course of an investigation. And so it's the security analyst, because they're in the trenches, literally yeah. in the trenches, they, they understand that very, very quickly. Okay, gotcha. And so from a marketing standpoint, what challenges do you face in breaking through all the noise and connecting with these folks? Well, for, first, it, it is just the noise. There, there's been so much investment in security because it's such a it's such a big issue now. When when I got into you know security, I, I was you know I, I first got into network security. This is over twenty about twenty years ago, and at that time, I was going to one of the big trade conferences for for the security you know infosec community is the RSA Security Show, and it's traditionally been at the Bisconi you know Center in San Francisco for you know, the whole time that I've, I've known about it. 15 years ago, that represented about 20% of Moscone South. Now that conference is all of Moscone South, all of Moscone North, all of Moscone West, and even surrounding hotels. I mean, it's become just this humongous conference. And it's because the problem of protecting organizations' data has, has really become an epidemic level. I mean, the, the, the level of which hackers, like attackers, threat, threat actors can come in, take data, and monetize that data, it's just it's impacting organizations of all sides, of all brands. And so there's been so much investment put into that. You now have vendors of all types. And they're all trying to get, you know, the CISO, the security analyst, their their attention to buy their product. And that noise, it creates a lot of confusion in the market. I could go to, you know, pick the conference setting as an example. I can go to three different booths and one is a service. One is a an endpoint technology. The other is an email security firm. So three very different ways that they're going to perform some sort of good or service for their, you know, for the same type of um, audience, you know, the the security analyst. And their booth branding will be almost exactly the same because the Mm. benefits they're trying to get to, we're going to help you stop ransomware. We're going to help you detect the breach. It's, It's the similar outcome that we're all trying to get to, very similar business outcome that we're all trying to get to. And so that makes it very confusing as a consumer 
well, how do I know which one to choose? And ironically, mm. I might need all three. It's not mm. that I'm choosing the service versus the endpoint versus the malware or the, the email security product. I might need all three. And so it's, it's very challenging as a consumer to sort through the noise to understand what is it you're really selling. And of course, as a vendor, I need to really stand above the noise. You know, how, how do I get your attention when everyone's trying to say the same thing and using very similar words to say that same thing? Yeah. Okay. So let's get into that. So what have been your strategies over, say, the past few years to stand above the noise and differentiate? For me, I find one, it just, you just got to be real. <laughs> And I know that sounds funny, but, you know, people want to overhype, right? You know, like if I'm going to stand above everyone, I've got to come up with these big sensationalized headlines and statistics about what my product can do. And I find that usually is, is actually the, the inverse reaction. People just don't mm. believe your claims because they've seen it all. They've seen all these sort of grandiose claims. I, I, I remember walking into the San Jose airport, and this was maybe 10, 12 years ago, and in the baggage carousel, there used to be a vendor who loved to advertise in airport baggage carousels, which mm-hmm. never made sense to me because that's not their target market. You know, they're, they're selling <laughs> right. to a bunch of business travelers and IT doesn't travel very often. <laughs> but nevertheless, here I am in the baggage carousel and there's a sign that says security solved. Mm. Now, clearly we haven't solved security. That was 12 years ago and it's only got you know, become worse <laughs> since then. And so having that type of like big claim, yeah, it's great to have a big claim about your product. But when you go kind of that big, it just becomes, it, now it is just noise and it, mm. it just becomes glossed over. The, the security analysts up to the CISO, this is a highly skeptical audience because they've seen so much technology come and go and it hasn't solved it. There is no silver bullet to security. It's always going to be a collection of different technologies and workflows and the, the, the skills of the, the people to operate you know, those products within those workflows to solve this problem. And so I have found one, just being very re- real, you know, use, their, you know, use the language of the security analyst to describe what is it you do. And you've got to explain your problem, the challenge that you solve very distinctly. I solve this specific problem. If I say I solve security, it's too broad. It's just too, mm-hmm. too, too big. And they know that that doesn't make any sense. So I have to be very clear about the problem I solve. And then I have to get right to my differentiation. I'm going to solve this very specific problem. And here's the unique way we've approached solving that problem and why this unique, this differentiation, why it matters to you, Mr. Security Analyst. So getting to the problem you solve and getting to your differentiation and why it matters and do it in a very plain spoken, realistic manner. That, that's the only way I've seen cutting through that noise, uh, you know, the w- way, an approach that you can take to cut through that noise. Okay. G- give me an example of what that looks like in practice. A few ways that I have done that is one, just to show the product, you know, don't, don't be afraid to show your own product. You know, you've got to promote a user experience that people want to use this product. So show the product, show a real user using that product, and then get to how this is different and why, and again, you know, how is it different and why it matters? So our approach to this, you know, so Spiderbat, for example, when we looked at this challenge of getting through the investigation, getting through what are the alerts that mattered, our approach is, we look at everything through causality. What caused what to happen? 
which is not something that right now we see in the market. The market is mostly around creating a lot of telemetry. So there's a lot of log data and there's a lot of really cool visualizations around log. So I can see that log data you know, spread across different types of visualizations, but that doesn't help me understand what led what to what. And as a security analyst, ultimately that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to look at an alert and for that alert, what caused that alert to happen? What are all the activities that led to that alert? And so SpiderBat, we've actually created a causal graph. We look at everything that's happening in the networking environment and build out, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, we're constantly building out this graph. So now when there's an alert, we plot that alert right into the graph and we see everything that's led to it and anything that's happened since then. And we just give the analyst that, that picture. So for marketing for SpiderBat, we just want to show them that picture. So, you know, let's do a blog on the anatomy of a, mm. what we call that spider trace. You know, let's look at that and how it really dissects an attack. We actually see the different stages of the attack that happened well before the alert. And then the alert occurred that you investigated. We want to do demos. And so we're participating in a demo forum coming up at the end of August where we're going to show, you know, walk through exactly how an analyst uses this product and how that then fits into the overall investigation workflow. Because again, we're, we're not the BL end all, we're just a cog in this whole mm-hmm. operation. And so we want them to very, uh, very quickly understand where we fit into that workflow and how we provide you know, a, a benefit by now skipping all these steps they would have normally performed uh, manually in that process. But, but showing the product and talking to that differentiation. Okay. So it sounds like part of a big part of this is earning their trust by demonstrating that we understand your world. We get we're not a total solution. There is no total solution. Here's specifically the part of it we solve and we're not going to, we're not trying to pretend otherwise. Like we really get the details. So part of it is appealing to kind of the logic, the data, the, the very specific parameters. Of course, in marketing and sales, there's always an emotional component too. Right. So what emotions are you kind of playing towards with your audience and how do you how do you tap into that? Yeah, the, there's kind of twofold. What hasn't worked in the security industry is playing into the fears and doubt, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the fun, yeah. and I don't mean fun of competitors. I mean, the fun of just the the fear of being hacked or being breached. I've seen way too many PowerPoint slides that start off with the rate of breaches is going up and the complexity of these threats is increasing. You know, the security analysts, they live and breathe this every day. They can tell you about that, the, the threat of a breach in way more detail than me as a vendor can ever come up with. So spending a lot of time on that bigger picture problem isn't worth it. You know, get right to your problem that you solve. So there's this part of the investigation where you're looking at the alert and you now need to figure out how did this alert happen? We want to give you that solution. We want to give you that picture so we can be very clear about the problem that we're solving. And then to your point, yeah, we now demonstrate that in a very clear way that gives them uh, a reward. You know, we want them to feel like they know the answer that they, they're, we haven't left doubt of what evidence I should have looked at or what did I miss in my investigation. So give them a feeling that a lot of confidence that they've truly seen everything that this threat actor has done. And so one of the ways we've, we've actually gamified it, we're, we're, we're coming up with a mechanism where people can just look at this attack trace 
and now they can play a little challenge. Did you see how the threat actor came in? Did you see which user got compromised? Did you see how they moved laterally to this other system? Which are the questions that a security analyst would normally be asking themselves in the investigation, but now they're doing it off of a single picture. And it's going to give them that ability to feel with a high degree of confidence that they can answer all the questions they normally would have during the investigation. But now they're doing it through a, a graph, a picture that has been provided to them. Okay. So it's a need for security, sort of literally and figuratively. There is, of course, this yeah. overarching fear of like the bad guys are out there. We, we need the best possible suite of solutions. And it sounds like your audience, these are problem solvers, sort of very practically minded problem solvers. And so to gamify it is like, hey, it plays into that kind of reward center of the brain. Like, oh, I, you know, I, I got we we're solving this part of it. And that that reinforces a, a good feeling of we're doing a good job. That, that, that's exactly right. Th these are people who they, they went into security because they feel that they're in a position where they can protect organizations from bad guys. There's, there's truly bad people out there that are trying to steal data and monetize that data or other nefarious purposes, right? So they are heroes. You know, they're everyday heroes. And unfortunately, the tools that they've had, for the most part, have relied on heroic effort. You know, mm. it's the fact that they went a little bit above and beyond and saw this piece of evidence where now they recognize that there is an attack. Well, we want we we still want them to be the hero. We just want to give them a better tool that helps them be the hero, and we want to help them feel confident that yeah, they're they're getting it all. And so yeah, you're, you're I think you're you're spot on. You know, allowing them you know through our marketing, through our messaging, to continue to celebrate their their job. You know, being a security analyst and have them feel that with our product they get to really elevate how they do that so that they're in a better position to achieve what they're achieving. That, that's a good place for us to be in. And, and, and of course, they get to feel that we're, we're giving that to them. Mm. That sounds like the crux of it right there, like such an important insight that, that they see themselves as heroic in some way. And, and they are not with, that, with, with good reason that mm -hmm. folks who go into this, it's not just a job. It's not just a paycheck. Like there's a sense of almost kind of like a higher purpose. Like we're fighting the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, mm. de de yeah. There's certainly a bell curve there. You know, there's, there's people sure. who went into it because they were in IT and this was a new type of challenge within IT. Mm -hmm. There are people who went into it because they liked the technical side of it and understanding these, these attacks and understanding the exploits for vulnerabilities that are existing. But I would say a big common denominator is that, that, that noble purpose that people have to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the name spider bat of your company, when we, when we talked last week or so, I asked you about that, like, where did the name come from? I guess that is an actual real kind of bat, right? But, you know, it strikes me now, it almost sounds like a superhero name, spider bat. <laughs> it does feel like a, a superhero name. It, and, you know, certainly if you think about the powers of a spider and a bat, you know, of course there's been spider man there's been a right. man there are right. there are heroes that play into that and the actual animals you know the you know, bat of course can see in the dark they have this amazing echolocation where they can absolutely see everything around them even though it's you know completely dark spiders have this amazing ability to spin a web they can triangulate exactly what is what's happening on their web should something fly into it so all of that plays into exactly what we're trying to do from a technology perspective yeah so 
Seth, final thoughts. In your career in marketing, what's something that you've learned that your colleagues in marketing and whatever business they're in could learn from to help uh, engage their audiences? I've thought about this, and I don't mean to sound trite when I say this, but talk to your audience. It's amazing to me how many people I've met in marketing that don't actually talk to their users. They talk to product managers, they talk to sales, they talk to you know industry analysts, you talk to all these proxies for the market, but they're not actually talking to the people in their market. And it's really hard to sit in an office and pretend I know what's going through the mind of a security analyst. I when when Spiderbat in the last year between you know the the two founders and myself, we've probably had 150 interviews with you know CISO, security analyst, and you know everyone to come around that chain. Because we don't want to take for granted that just our experience building products in this market, we knew everything. We needed to go out there and really vet, you know, are we, are we honing in on something that really made sense to, to this group? And we need to continue that. When I've led product marketing teams, I used to have a quarterly goal of how many sales calls you need to go on, uh, how many account exec you know, reviews you need to be on. Uh, where these are all customer-facing meetings because you need to hear the user talk about their problems in their language. The other part of that is our product, you know, for most most people's products are maybe 5-10% of what that person does on a daily basis. So it's not only understanding the problem that you solve in their language and in their way, what else are they working on? You know, what, mm. what is, what is their other 95% of the time? What are their other priorities? Just really understanding that person because their, their biggest pain point for a lot of our users might be this, you know, a Microsoft 365 migration. And if I know that I can now say, look, spend more time on the Microsoft 365 migration because we've got you covered in this part of your life. So understanding that bigger picture just really helps you to understand how to speak again, you know, how do you speak in a language that is going to make sense uh, for that person? And and then the last advice I would suggest is also to use your own product. (laughs) That Mm. also sounds funny. You know, I've met marketing people where they, you know, they needed to ask other people to get a screenshot. And that always just mystified me. It's like, look, go use your own product. Yes, you're not, you're not your target market, but you also need to know what it's like to use your own product. How else are you going to write about this benefit you're providing if you haven't actually done it? You haven't actually seen it in action. And you shouldn't ask someone else to go get a screenshot. You should be able to understand how to go get that for yourself. Because if it's hard to do, if it's hard to get to that screenshot, well, maybe you shouldn't be speaking to that feature. (laughs) Maybe there's something else going on there. So... So I, I really think, you know, talking to your users, really understanding their day well, even beyond your product, and then getting to know your product, even to the point where you can be hands-on with your product, I think are just really important aspects for everyone in marketing. Great, great insights. Well, th- uh, Seth, thanks so much for a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Jeremy, really appreciate you having me on and really appreciate the conversation and hope everyone was able to, to get something out of today's conversation. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. 
If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.